Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? How was your weekend? How did Father's Day go for you? Mine was pretty good. I spent a lot of time with my kids. Did not call my own father, which I will have to do today. Oh my. But uh was very, very, very busy with my own kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're being a dad. I called my dad. We had a lovely chat. Uh, I received one phone call from my three children. The other two texted quite affectionately, but the text, hmm, acceptable. Hmm. I spend my life trying to find reasons to be happy as opposed to sure. be aggrieved. I wouldn't have minded a call. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't have hurt you. No. Would have, uh, yeah, would have went ahead and put down what you were doing at the time to receive the call. Oh, I would have, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it was nice to hear from him. And we're having a big visit, actually, uh, 4th of July, right after the 4th of July. It's going to be a zoo in our house. We're going to have all the kids in town at once. First time in quite a while, so that'll be fun. Cool. Looking forward to um, it. Bill Maher did his show on Friday night on HBO. He continues to make his side of the aisle. I don't know if he's making those, those people happy or not. He is an old liberal who is out of step with the younger woke liberal crowd, the woke progressive crowd. He doesn't think they are liberal. I don't think they are either. It's ill. No, they're not. But uh, he was taking on this Washington Post dust up that we've talked about a few times. I don't know how hip you are to it, but he'll explain it. Here's Bill Maher from Friday night. 
If you missed it, the Washington Post, one of their best reporters, David Weigel, retweeted, not tweeted, retweeted this joke. Every girl is bi. You just have to figure out if it's polar or sexual. <laughs> Proving it is a joke. Thank you. <laughs> the comedian who actually wrote the tweet called it a banal throwaway joke, mm -hmm. which is exactly what it is. Throw away, as in if you don't like it, throw it away. <laughs> For eons, both sexes have made jokes about how the other is crazy. And no one but the perpetually offended thinks it means anything more than that the sexes get frustrated over how differently we each see the world. And yes, we relieve some of that frustration with humor. Nevertheless, Weigel pulled down his retweet and wrote, I apologize and did not mean to cause any harm. And that was the end of that. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> the unlicensed daycare center that is today's newsroom went ape. You see, the Post has another writer named Felicia Sanmez, and she's a lot. <laughs> For example, she tweeted about Kobe Bryant's 2003 rape trial hours after his helicopter crash. And despite the fact that she says Dave Weigel is a good friend, she resurrected the tweet he had taken down with a screenshot and demanded to know what the Post was going to do about this unacceptable evil that must not be allowed to stand. Sarcastically writing, fantastic to work at a news outlet where tweets like this are allowed. Yes, could you imagine a world that allows jokes you don't like? Yeah, I really, uh, I liked a couple of things that he said in there. Uh, particularly about just pointing out, yeah, the sexes are perpetually frustrated with each other because we see the world in different ways and have been making jokes about the other side being crazy since the dawn of time, I'm guessing. But because the vast majority of us understand we're just different, and though it's frustrating, we value each other, maybe even treasure each other, we express that frustration through humor. Well, and how about the fact that he reads the joke and his liberal audience laughs raucously, proving that they weren't, oh, my God, how dare you send that, the, the, the rape and murder that this will lead to. No, they just laughed and moved on right. with their lives. But anyway, he goes on. Of course, the leadership at the Post folded like a Miami condo and suspended Weigel without pay for a month and denounced the offending retweet as a gross violation of their values, free speech apparently not being one of them. Then a third Post reporter offered up the idea, of course on Twitter, because why do anything privately, <laughs> that, hey, maybe everyone was overreacting and we should all just calm down. And then it was really on. Felicia demanded that the Post discipline him and tweeted about that. I assume she's tweeting about this right now. <laughs> for days, she raged, sending a gazillion tweets calling for more to be done against Weigel, mocking her bosses, attacking colleagues, and letting the world know how much the Washington Post sucked. And this endless bickering and infighting continued online in public view until the bell rang and they all went to seventh period. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, then this next segment gets into something. I was actually talking with somebody the other day who was a, in a position of uh, hiring and firing and a boss of sorts and talking about the, the young people today. This is someone in their 40s talking about working with millennials. But anyway, Bill Maher gets into that. 
Now, note that I haven't yet told you what age Felicia Sanmez and her quarreling co-workers are. Why? Because I didn't have to. <laughs> because you can't imagine someone my age acting like this in an office. The New York Times just ran an op-ed entitled, Why Are We Still Governed by Baby Boomers? This is why. <laughs> because too many millennials are overly sensitive, overly fragile, and have no sense of priorities. But not a little secret about the younger generations. No one wants to hire you. Your sense of entitlement is legendary and, with notable exceptions, your attention span and worth ethic suck. So, uh, as I was mentioning, I know somebody who brought this up just the other day in real life. It's not the only person that's ever brought it up to me, but it just happened the other day. Um, and I, I hate the whole, you know, young kids today. I mean, that is like the old, that, that has to go back to cavemen. Kids today, they don't know how to, they don't, they don't even care about trying to hunt a saber tooth tiger. They just say somebody's going to put it on their plate for them. You know, um, that has been going on forever. But mm-hmm. isn't everybody in fair agreement that there is something different going on about the current youngest generation? Well, there's a pretty good handful of emails we've gotten through the years that have stuck in my mind and probably will forever, including the one we got. Oh, it feels like five years ago since I'm getting old. It was probably seven or eight years ago uh, in which they said, I'm 25 and I can't deal with 21 year olds at all. They have changed. Um, and I think that was that bright line. Uh, and I can't tell you the exact year, but when this condition to always be angry crowd uh, started to, you know, grow to semi adulthood. Yeah. And uh, the, the thing I heard from uh, this pers- person in a position of hiring told me it used the exact same terms that Bill Maher did there at the end, the sense of entitlement and work ethic. Uh, does that come from. Seeing everybody on YouTube get rich being doing something cool and famous, so doing something that's not cool just doesn't motivate you? Is that it? I don't know. I wonder. Uh, fame is uh, like the number one desire in a way that it's never been before. Oh, absolutely. It wouldn't even have crossed. I'm sure it never even crossed. I'll have to ask my dad. I'm going to see him soon. I'm sure it never crossed my parents' mind, really, for most people in their generation to be famous. Very unlikely. Now everybody mm. thinks, yeah. There's got to be a path to stardom. As if, what a weird thing to desire anyway. Um, that, that That's not the route to happiness anyway. Yeah, yeah, here, here. Uh, do we want to uh, do the other one? Eh, it's or... awfully long. I'm always spread that out. What do you think? I don't know. Your I'm a man who craves leisure, and I could s- sit here and listen to it. Uh, you want two more minutes of Bill Maher on millennial crybabies? I mean, it's a topic that's very popular with our audience. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I've got some uh, radical gender, radical queer theory stuff to get to that you'll enjoy in a little bit. But uh, I say stuff it in. It's a national holiday. Look at us working like we're some sort of mule, working like a donkey some on a say, national holiday. Some would say working because we're racists. That is the, the view of some that. If you're not taking the day off, you're not honoring the day, so that's because you don't agree with it or something. I don't know. Hmm. We, we work almost all the federal holidays. You know, Arbor Day isn't because I don't care about trees. I love trees. 
I know that about him, folks. He's telling the truth. Columbus Day. We work Columbus Day. I think exploring is one of the most important things people can do. Boating? Please, don't get me started. (laughs) Here's more on Bill Maher talking about crybabies. This Washington Post story had such resonance because it's behavior we all recognize. There is a war going on within the millennial generation. I know, because I'm friends with the good ones. But the crybabies, unfortunately, are still winning. They complain they haven't taken over yet. Well, stop complaining, because in many ways you already have. The fact that the Post's initial response was to punish not Felicia, but one of their best reporters for a silly joke, shows that the kindergarten is already in charge. Today, today, June 17th, is the 50th anniversary of a very seminal event in American history. On this day in 1972, the Watergate break-in happened. And over the next two years, the Washington Post gave the world a masterclass in investigative journalism. I have to wonder how the Post's newsroom of today would handle that story. Or how they're currently handling any story. All this time, blubber tweeting over a retweet begs the question, don't you have anything better to do? (laughs) Aren't you uh, supposed to be reporters digging up stuff? Are there no more vital issues going on in America right now? This is why you're not in charge. Because if someone named Deep Throat called the paper today and wanted to meet in a parking garage, this crew of emotional hemophiliacs would have an anxiety attack and report it to HR that they didn't feel safe. I like the term emotional wow. hemophiliacs. That's some great writing. <laughs> that's a good one right there. Ah, oh, boy, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it gets left out a lot, a lot on on these kind of things. It takes away from other stuff. You can only pay attention to do you know one thing at a time. And if you got the newsroom roiled by this joke and whether or not it's okay, what are you not doing that you should be doing? Well, and what's especially ridiculous and childish about it is that the very guy who retweeted it said, hey, some people were offended. Sorry about that. So even he said, maybe it's not okay, but I'm sorry I did it. Now, the punchline is the Post did end up firing the gal who went ape poop over the joke and was was stirring up stuff online and insulting colleagues and the rest of it. So uh, that, to me, is a uh, a sign, perhaps, of the tide receding a little bit on this stuff. I hope so. It took a long time to get there, I'll tell you that. Uh, We've got a lot more on the way. Uh, A notable lack of talking about Ukraine from President Biden at one point last week, among other things on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Joe Biden fell off his bike over the weekend. My favorite, uh, you know, on Twitter. Twitter goes wild. Um, My favorite tweet about it was, he's a victim of Putin's gravity hike. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fun. Come on. Thank goodness the old fellas, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not pro old people falling off their bikes. Well, and I'm not pro that half-wit vice president becoming president either. (laughs) Very good point. Uh, I'm just going to run through a bunch of things. Uh, Bitcoin at one point over the weekend was trading in the $17,000 range. 
It has gone back up a little bit, but it has lost nine, almost a trillion dollars of its value alone, not even including the other cryptocurrencies, currencies, Bitcoin alone, which is really quite amazing. I just saw up on the TV, and they presented it in a weird way, the story about how the CDC has signed off on Pfizer, Moderna, and Myrna shots for uh, kids as young as six months old. First injections begin this week, and they were touting up on ABC one in five parents say they are eager to get their kids vaccinations. Excuse me if I could raise my hand here as a uh, you know wannabe journalist. I think the fact that four and five aren't is a bigger story than the fact that one and five are uh, in terms of what I would emphasize. But Given the tone of the coverage, yeah. I mean, that's shocking if you didn't know that already. Yeah. Only one in five parents. And I'll bet you of those who say they're eager, only like three quarters of them get their kids a shot. But that's a good point. Um, came across this over the weekend. I hadn't heard this, but I assume it's true, or Tim Sandifer wouldn't have retweeted it. Even though less than 1% of the 250 million cars on our roads are electric vehicles, there was a warning over the weekend to not charge electric cars during peak electrical usage on particularly hot days because of the strain it will put on the electric grid. So even at 1% of the vehicles being electric... They're warning us, don't charge those cars on the hot days. What if it gets up to like 2 or 3% of the cars <laughs> on the road are electric? We'd be doomed, let alone most of them. Yeah, I saw that story. I, I believe that is true, even though Tim came out anti-catch-up last week and is therefore a former friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sweet, sweet marriage of ketchup and French fry. I don't want to live in a world that, where that isn't available. I agree. This is a serious topic, but a good one uh, coming out of Father's Day. Study that was out, echoing many other studies. This is not an outlier by, by any means. Boys who grew up apart from their biological father are twice as likely to land in prison or jail by age 30. Not more likely or slightly more likely or even 40% more likely. You're twice as likely to end up in prison or jail if you grew up apart from your biological father. Fatherlessness is a better predictor of incarceration than race or growing up poor. If you had to pick that in mind, wow, because you will see stories about crime and how it's related to poverty. In fact, I I mentioned uh, just the other day a New York Times story about uh, the murder rate in Chicago, and they just said it's poverty. Poverty causes people to kill each other. It's poverty. Right. Dang it. Fatherlessness. Yeah. Um, do you know who Gary Kasparov is? He was a chess champion back in the day, and he has been a Russian patriot ever since, and he speaks loudly and proudly about the evils of Putin and his own country as he wants Russia to be, well, the kind of country that he and others would want to live in. He wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend pointing this out. He's trying to awaken the world, reawaken the world to Putin's threat and how we need to pay attention to the war in Ukraine is his headline was awakened to Putin's threat. Biden in the West nod off again. The president appeared on Jimmy Kimmel live first interview. He had done in three months or something like that. Didn't mention Russia's war against Ukraine once in a 23 minute interview. Never came up as a topic. That's not good. That's shocking. Especially when you've committed how $50 billion of taxpayer dollars. At least mention what we're getting for our buck there, man. I want to tell you about my favorite tweet of the last year when we come back. If you can't stay tuned, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, they said uh, <laughs> Phil Mitchell got $200 million and Dustin Johnson got $150 million. Hey, for $150 million, I kill a relative, even one I like. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Charles Barkley, obviously. Nobody sounds like that. Terrible. Uh, yeah, that is funny. Uh, among the golfy crowd uh, that I hang with, uh, that line was repeated over and over again. Everybody thought that was hilarious. As the golfing world's panties are bewadded in response to this Saudi-backed attempt at a different golf tour that people are paying way too much attention to. It's just, it's, it it's is, funny. It is something, though, that, is, you know, at least in a couple of cases, people that are already quite wealthy who are willing to participate in an evil country's golf league for money i don't know how yeah. I, I don't know what i would do yeah you know i see that point and it's a legitimate one um on the other hand the european golf tour which is a proud partner of the pga tour plays in the gulf states all the time mm. the world cup is in the gulf states 
all the time. You're saying golf, women's not golf. golf. Right, the Gulf states okay. playing golf in the Gulf, golf, golf. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, that's it's like been going on for the longest time in, in the World Cup again, and um, it just and you know the NBA is is in bed spooning with Xi Jinping. Okay. So you make no, a good point. Uh, I, I misspoke. I made a golf, golf gaff. Well. <laughs> I don't appreciate the Saudi regime at all, but again, it's just the PGA Tour, which has an incredibly valuable property to protect, is is squealing about mm. human rights, and it's just, I don't know, is it entirely disingenuous? Probably not, but it's a little bit convenient. Um, and for $150 million, I would kill a relative, even when I like. <laughs> What's you, Charles? So, total change of topic here. And uh, first, the usual disclaimer. Transgender people should be treated with kindness, decency. They should be afforded their full constitutional and human rights at all times, in all cases, of course. This is one of my favorite tweets from, uh, well, it doesn't matter her name. There have always been tomboys, and there will always be tomboys. Um... From ages 4 to 12, I wore boy clothes, played boy sports, and rejected all things girly. When my brother teased me for being a girl, I even said then when I got older, I would, quote, cut my boobs off. Ooh. I was not transgender. I just idolized my brother. Thank God my parents were sane. And it shows a picture of this very boyish-looking girl in her football uniform as a 10-year-old, maybe? And then currently, a very womanly woman as an adult. And and the reply to this that I liked, there have always been tomboys. There will always be tomboys. They aren't transgender. They are girls who enjoy boy stuff. Leave them alone, rainbow people. Um, and there's a lot of truth to that when it comes to kids. And I feel very strongly about this topic. New York Post is doing profiles of of people who uh, are so-called detransitioners. It's not most transgender people, um, but it is a significant enough number who are like this that it's shocking. When Chloe was 12 years old, 12, she decided she was transgender. At 13, she came out to her parents. That same year, she was put on puberty blockers and prescribed testosterone. At 15, she underwent a double mastectomy. Less than a year later, she realized she'd made a mistake all by the time she was 16 years old. Now, 17, uh, tragically, her body's been changed forever, um, and and she can kind of go backwards some, but not entirely. As we've mentioned many times, the European countries are practically to a one saying, whoa, when it comes to kids and minors, first do no harm. Watchful waiting, talk them through it, to, to to talk to a kid about, you have these feelings, etc., that's not conversion therapy. That's sane parenting and sane uh, medical care. And so in much of the world, they're pumping the brakes like crazy on, on sex transitions for children. But in the United States, because of the militant queer theory people, um, we're not, or not yet, or not enough anyway. And again, this is a thousand miles from any sort of you know, to, to being transphobic or whatever. And that's one thing that I've heard plenty of sane trans people say 
the radical queer theory people, where did that come from? I just want my rights, okay? I just I just want to be who I am. And and I say good for you. You you do it and, and be the best you you can be. But when it comes to confused adolescence, are you kidding me? And just as a little flavor, what we're talking about with this queer theory thing. You know the uh the the drag queen story hour mm-hmm. phenomenon? Sure. Yeah. Um if you actually dig into the source material for a lot of what's believed in the critical theory world, and you've heard critical race theory, queer theory, gender theory, all this stuff. It all comes from the same like ideological wellspring. Well, um, drag queens and schools are not by accident. It was part of an intentional act to upend educational mo- models. Um, Drag, writes authors Harper Keenan and Lil Miss Hot Mess, is firmly rooted in play as a site of queer pleasure, resistance, and self-fashioning. In a 2021 article, this is an academic article for the queer theory crowd. The article is called Drag Pedagogy, the Playful Practice of Queer Imagination in Early Childhood. Uh, the co-authors opined at length on how progressive and revolutionary it is to put we- men in garish women's costumes in small children's classrooms. And in this scholarly article, written for those who agree with them, the reasoning is fivefold. The authors, quote, discuss five interrelated elements of DQSH, Drag Queen Story Hour, that offer early childhood educators a way into a sense of queer imagination. Play is praxis, aesthetic transformation, strategic defiance, destigmatization of shame, and embodied kinship. Ultimately, the authors propose that drag pedagogy provides a performative approach to queer pedagogy that is not simply about LGBT lives, but living queerly. Now, I realize this is a bunch of, uh, you know, academic jargon. It gets a little easier to understand here. Um, the goal of bringing drag performance into classrooms, normalizing adult sexual play and adult entertainment as part of childhood education, is to instill a value system based on quote-unquote queerness. After educators fought for years to remove a value system based in morals and national pride, they're now intentionally replacing it with a value system steeped in adult sexual mores, hedonism, sexual deviance, according to some people, including me. Um, but uh, the two authors say that having drag performers read aloud to children channels the drag practice of, quote, playfully reading each other uh, into different forms of liber- literacy, provo- promoting storytelling as integral to queer and trans communities, as well as positioning queer and trans cultural forms as valuable components of early childhood education. And uh, the reason for bringing drag into classrooms is to answer the question, and again, this is from their academic paper, what might Drag Queen Story Hour offer educators as a way of bringing queer ways of knowing and being into the education of young children? And it goes on and on about how useful it is to have Drag Queen Story Hour because it introduces kids to uh, queer ways of knowing and being. So it's not there because it's fun. It's there because a bunch of like really out there intellectuals want it in your kids' schools. Right. That's what I always assumed. But yeah. now you have the documentation, I guess, to back it up. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I wish I could decode some of this uh, academic language, but it's definitely not about educating. It's about, uh, you know, indoctrinating kids into a particular point of view. Uh, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic used to keep us busy all day long, but uh, not so much uh, anymore. Yeesh. You know, if we just focused on that, the uh, the three R's, as I used to call them, if we really made that a priority, and you certainly, I think, could, given uh, how we seem to be doing in those areas, that would squeeze a lot of things out. We wouldn't have to argue about those other things, because there just wouldn't be time for them, because right. we're so busy with the reading, writing, and arithmetic. And if you teach your children kindness and compassion, it wouldn't matter anyway, because they would treat people kindly and with compassion. There you go. Um, what was the thing I wanted to catch us up on before we get out of this hour? I'd forgotten. Uh, there's a hot new electric truck coming on the market you've probably heard of that is going to dominate, I think. Could change the whole electric car thing, really. Um, a poll out that shows that people do not want Biden or Trump to run. The majority of Americans do not want Biden or Trump to run for... 2024. Okay. Hmm. And we're a ways off. That's going to grow, not shrink, as we get closer. I mean, people falling off their bikes and whatnot. Uh, we, if you haven't heard that, we got the audio. More on that coming up. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is where justice is not equal necessarily in our country. It's different prosecuting John Carl than it is prosecuting a former president of the United States. And if you're a prosecutor looking at this, you cannot swing and miss if you're going to bring a case against the president of the United States. It has to be a 99.9% winner. Chris Christie thinks, thinks there will be no criminal prosecution. Most of the people I um, uh, respect as pundits seem to think that that is a a long reach. The only reason I bring that up is so that doesn't take Trump out of the running to run again. And uh, that gets us to this poll, which I wouldn't bring up if I was the only source. If we were the only source you ever got your news from, I wouldn't even bring up these polls because I think a lot of these polls are stupid and misleading. But if you do follow the news, you've probably heard this poll, that a majority of Americans don't want either Trump or Biden to run in 2024. I heard that several times over the weekend. It's pretty misleading, though, if you dig into it in a couple of different ways. First of all, um, it doesn't matter what a majority of Americans want, because we got two parties, and you need to be the nominee of your party. And so while it's true that 55% of Americans don't want Donald Trump to run in 2024... Um, a majority of Republicans do, <laughs> 58%. So you end up being a nominee for your party. Hmm. See how that works? Wow. Uh, and 58%. 58% huh. of Republicans say they do want Trump to run in 2024. He'd get the nomination, and then, you know, he would have a shot. Um, as far as Biden, though, it is a different story. First of all, the number's higher. Oh, 64% of Americans say no, they don't want him to run. But you break it down by party, only 43% of Democrats said yes, they want him to run. So he doesn't have a majority of his own party, whereas Trump does. So, you know, he does have the advantage of being the sitting president. We could end up with both of them again. No. no. Joe Don't you think, threaten me. Joe doesn't think either one of them are going to run. No. But, again, that's a highly misleading poll because you only need to get the nomination for your own party. You don't have to please both parties to be the candidate. I had a fever dream, a vision, if you will, and I saw the future. It wasn't peyote. It was this dip that uh, somebody brought to this uh, U.S. Open viewing party last night that we went to yesterday afternoon. It was like four kinds of cheeses all melted with pepperoni on top. (laughs) And then <laughs> what the hell is that? It's it's pizza without the crust. Oh, sir. there you go. And with these unique so, crackers that were just perfectly paired. So the crust is the cracker. Yes, exactly. And you just scoop up this melted cheese and pepperoni. Oh lord, I was I was powerless against it. How how much do you suppose you ate? Fair amount. Yeah, that's a pretty a dip. Is a stuff like that? It's very hard to keep an, a keep a, a tab on how much you've had. Well, very and, and, difficult to know how much you've had of something like that. 
pizza, pretty soon, you know, half the pizza's gone. You think, geez, I've eaten half this thing. But if you're just eating dip with chips, you don't know. Have I had a pound, five pounds? I'm not sure. Well, and I had the uh, excellent break and terrible break that I was sitting there on the couch watching the U.S. Open with several buddies, and the lady of the house decided to put the big, giant tray of hors d'oeuvres and, and dips and whatever right in front of me. But there, I was arm's reach, smelling it, looking at it. <laughs> Again, I didn't have a chance. Um, do you know much about this story about the producers from Stephen Colbert's show getting arrested at the Capitol? I just saw the headline. They were doing the uh, Triumph uh, insult comic dog bit without permission, I guess. So is there nothing more to it than that? Uh, that's that's what I saw. Okay. They made a big deal out of it on Saturday night when the story first broke and another insurrection at the Capitol. This time it's Stephen Colbert's <laughs> producers and that sort of stuff. Wow. Well, you got Joe Biden's actual dogs attacking Secret Service agents. So uh, a puppet dog making untoward jokes in the Capitol. I... I just can't get that uh, okay, know, excited. So, that, so that's a nothing. How about Apple workers in Maryland voting to unionize? It's the first time that's happened at an Apple store. Is that a big deal? Mm, I don't know. Probably not. This is a feature I do called Joe tells us if this is a big deal. <laughs> well, I, I have, you know, I saw that story, too, and I just, okay, good luck with being unionized there, you know, and see what Apple does. It'll be interesting to watch it unfold, I guess. Menstruating people, used to be called women, are uh, concerned about this topic. There's a tampon shortage. That's the next big shortage that could be a health situation. You know, we have had the whole baby formula thing going on for a while now. Now there's a tampon shortage for a variety of reasons with manufacturers and supply chain and whatnot. But anyway, there you go. There's a shortage, shortage of a lot of different things. Yes, Oh, yeah, the weirdest examples that I keep running into in real life. People have ordered a little cooler for, you know, like their golf cart a year ago, and they just can't get the insulation from China. Just silly stuff like that. I was actually frustrated at, was it the grocery store, Target, someplace over the weekend, like, God, when is this going to be over? You know, if you got kids, there's particular cereals, breakfast bars, juices, whatever that you normally buy. And your whole life, you can just go to the store and they're always there. And now they're almost never there. And if they are, you got to buy 10 of them, which is why the shelves are empty. And it's just, it's just a frustrating way to shop. I mean, I realize it's first world problems compared to what's going on in Ukraine. But how long is this going to last? When, do, when does my life get back to normal? Where you show up and you want Rice Krispies, they have freaking Rice Krispies. You know, I find myself wondering, what is that going to do in terms of forming the kids? I mean, we've already screwed them up in half a dozen different ways and then kept them isolated during COVID. But, you know, might it be like kids who came out of the Depression, uh, frugal, mm. adaptable, Boy, that's a tough? Good one. That's the whole hard times make tough people. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tough people make good times. Um, I, you know, granted, having to have a regular Captain Crunch instead of the one with the Crunch Berries is not exactly the Great Depression. <laughs> but right. I just, I wonder what that experience. I mean, so your kids like one juice. Well, they got to drink the other one that tastes yeah. a little different. Be a little more resilient. <laughs> right. You wonder. I just, I agree. I've heard uh, David French of the Dispatch talk about this a lot. If you're over a certain age, you have an expectation that, you know, of plenty. We're the land of plenty. We have been my whole adult life. You go to the store, what you want to buy is always there. And it just, it not that it's, in, the individual item isn't important. It's not that we're going to drink, you know, uh, the, this cranberry juice instead of ocean spray. That doesn't matter, but it it just gives you a feeling of 
things aren't good. Things are unsettled. Something's wrong. Sure. That's the feeling I get. These are these are we are we are into some scary times. Yeah, I would agree. I know what you're talking about. They're not terribly scary unless you have a baby that needs baby formula and you, and you need some uh, women's hygiene products. But yeah, I, again, I I don't think the individual stuff not being on the shelf is a big deal. It's just I think it's it's a sign of the the unsettled nature of this entire economy. Every time you go to the grocery store and they don't have this or that. Clearly, a hundred percent. You got to, you can't hire workers. The airlines are canceling flights by the hundreds, uh, by the thousands. Leaving people stranded for days and days in a way that never happened before. Yeah, these are the spicy times. We announced it last week. <laughs> We're living in the spicy times. I see the Wall Street Journal's economists now 44% of them say we're going to be in a recession. And whenever the number has ever gotten that high, we, we, are, we, had, we are in a recession or end up in a recession. And China is building its military as fast as it can. What does that mean? We'll talk to the fabulous Josh Rogan coming up. If you can't stay tuned, grab the podcast. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand, wherever you like to get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.